This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on the program today, Christy Meyer from the American Heart Association joins us to talk about the organization Heart Month and the Go Red for Women campaign, which is happening in person this year at the Sioux Falls Convention Center on Tuesday, February 8th. As always, you can learn more facts about heart health and other events with the American Heart Association by visiting Heart. Dot org. That's all coming up next on Sunday Focus. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. Now, believe it or not, Heart Month is coming up. I know, it feels like just last year we talked about it because (laughs) we did. And joining us this year in the studio is Chrissy Meyer. She is the Communications Director with the American Heart Association here in Sioux Falls. And hey, good morning, Chrissy. Good morning. You know, it's so great to have you back here in the studio. There's so much to talk about. So let's just start at the beginning. And I mean the very beginning. And tell us about the American Heart Association. Yeah, so the American Heart Association's mission is to create uh, a world of longer, healthier Mm -hmm. lives. And so, you know, our focus really genuinely is on helping people to live healthier for a longer time. We know that your heart doesn't exist in a vacuum, so to speak. We all have a heart. We all have to take care of it. And in order to take care of our hearts, we also have to take care of our brains. We also have to take care of our bodies. And so... We really are focused on kind of helping the whole person, heart, mind, body, brain, all of that stuff to live the longest, healthiest life possible. So how does this organization impact on a local level? Yeah. So, you know, locally, we do a lot of work in a lot of different spaces. A lot of the time, it's pretty silent work and people don't see it. But, you know, (laughs) we're behind the scenes a lot of the time, educating people, providing people with the information they need in order to live that longer, healthier life. So diet information, how to get more physical activity, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. On top of educating the general public, we also work hand in hand with the healthcare systems in making sure that um, anyone who arrives at one of our healthcare systems is treated according to the latest American Heart Association guidelines. Mm -hmm. So you know when you go through the doors at your local hospital that you're receiving the very best care according to the latest research. Absolutely. So how many people would you say benefit from the programs that the Heart Association offers? Anyone who has a heart, really. (laughs) So everybody. (laughs) Yeah, basically, yes. So how many programs would you say the American Heart Association offers? You know, in terms of programming, there's like, Literally, I'm lear- I've been with the organization now 10 years, mm-hmm. and every day I learn about a new initiative and a new program that we offer that I maybe didn't know about. <laughs> and so, you know, we're a very large organization. We've got a lot of different things that we do. Um, and so it's really hard to put a number on that. But what I can say is that we do 
work in a lot of different areas and a lot of different aspects across the entire health spectrum. Absolutely. February, it's a huge month for you guys. You know, it focuses on your heart health, otherwise known as Heart Month. Let's talk about some numbers locally and then nationally Mm -hmm. for heart disease. How many people are affected? You know, nationally, kind of the number that we really kind of look at is that one in three number. Mm -hmm. And in Heart Month in February, we really do spend a lot of time focusing on women. It's kind of the highlight of our year is the Go Red for Women movement. And cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women. Um, And back in 1994, when Go Red for Women was started, Mm -hmm. if you had gone out onto Phillips Avenue and done just a random woman on the street survey and asked, you know, what's your number one killer? Only one in five women would have been able to identify heart disease as the number one killer of women. Yet it takes the lives of one in three women. In fact, one woman dies every 80 seconds mm-hmm. of this disease, and it's largely p- preventable. And so that's why Go Red for Women was really started, was to start that conversation with women so that they understood their risk, understood that their symptoms may be different, understood the things that they needed to do to take care of their hearts, and also inspire them to do those things. As women, um, we tend to put other people first, taking care of spouses or children or parents or pets or anyone else. And it's really about taking that time to take care of yourself. What are some other top diseases for heart disease? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of aspects to heart disease. I mean, mm-hmm. we have the, the traditional thing that a lot of the times we think about is, you know, having a heart attack mm-hmm. or a, a sudden cardiac event like that. You know, and those, um, like I said, can be largely preventable with lifestyle changes. However, there are several forms of heart disease that are not preventable. Um, some congenital heart defects that, you know, people are born with that either they're discovered when someone is very young and addressed at that time, or they can be discovered as an adult. We also have a lot of other kinds of things like um, atrial fibrillation, which is, you know, kind of a challenge to the heart's electrical system. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of other kinds of diseases of the heart that, you know, we're still learning about. Yeah, there are a few detected and non-detectable heart diseases. You see this often in young adults and young Mm -hmm. athletes. So what are some of those facts about those undetected heart diseases? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing that we see with those with young athletes and stuff like that is that it's an undiagnosed congenital heart defect. Mm -hmm. And One of the things that we have done here in the state of South Dakota was, and it was actually legislation that was passed several years ago, was um, legislation that directed um, a, basically it's a pulse oximetry test to be done on every newborn that is born in the state so we can detect 99% Mm. of those congenital heart defects at birth. But every now and then, one of those slips through the cracks and, you know, you'll have that diagnosed at a later age. I've heard a lot of stories about people who've gone for athletic physicals and had something diagnosed when they were a teenager. Mm -hmm. And so that can be something as minor as, you know, a small hole in the heart that needs to be repaired surgically or something much more serious. And a lot of the times those things can be addressed surgically. Um, But again, it takes that research funded by the American Heart Association to understand how to address those. Absolutely. And you already hinted at both of these. Women are specifically affected Mm -hmm. by heart disease, which is why the Go Red for Women campaign was created. So you already did a little bit of history. So tell us about this campaign and how it got started. Yeah. So Go Red for Women, as I mentioned, started in 1994, really as that kind of movement to educate women about their risk of heart disease and stroke. 
We've been celebrating American Heart Month for much longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, we really kind of take that time in Heart Month to focus on talking to women. And the biggest thing that we want to see this year during Heart Month is that, you know, we recognize people are tired. We're exhausted. Yeah, (laughs) we have been through a lot Mm -hmm. in the last two years. And even those people who normally really focus on their heart health, Mm -hmm. they've kind of gotten a little bit out of rhythm, right? Maybe we're, you know, not as eating as healthy as we should be. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're, you know, our because our gyms were closed. Maybe our physical activity habits are not what they should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe like me, you're drinking a little bit more wine to cope with everything. (laughs) But red wine is not a bad thing. Well, in moderation, (laughs) yes. Um, But really what we're encouraging people to do this heart month is to reclaim that rhythm. Absolutely. Get back into those heart healthy habits because heart disease is still our greatest health threat. And with COVID and all the complexity of life that has happened because of it, it really needs to be top of mind. And so we really need to take that time during heart month to reclaim that rhythm and to get back into those heart healthy habits. I know that there's a lot of statistics out there with men and women with heart disease. So what are some of those facts for women that are affected by heart diseases? You already mentioned one in three. Yeah. Like I said earlier, one in three is a big number. So mm-hmm. one in three women will experience um, heart disease in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition, uh, like I said, one woman will die of heart Mm -hmm. disease about every 80 seconds. Uh, Nationally, we see heart attacks happening about every 40 seconds. So, you know, basically every minute someone in this country is having a heart attack or a stroke. And so, you know, those are things that are pretty prevalent. And even with COVID, the really scary thing is that over the last two years during the pandemic, we have actually seen deaths from heart disease and stroke rise Mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Some of them are the reasons I just mentioned, you know, we're getting out of touch, we're Mm -hmm. getting we're not living as healthy as we should. In addition, people for the longest time have been putting off that primary preventative Mm -hmm. care. And so you need to get back to your doctor for that, too. How can you differentiate the stats from the women and the men? So what are the differences there? Well, I would say, you know, kind of the biggest difference that we see really isn't necessarily in statistics, but in symptoms. Mm -hmm. You know, men and women experience heart attacks very differently. And that's one of the things that we are not only educating women about, but also educating healthcare providers about that the symptoms for women are a little bit more subtle. So, you know, both sexes, men and women, do experience that uncomfortable chest pain. Men seem to experience it a little bit more often. Women um, tend to have additional symptoms such as neck or jaw pain, nausea, um, heartburn, kind of that feeling Mm -hmm. of, you know, really bad heartburn, um, and then some other kinds of more subtle symptoms. And so the biggest message that we really try to stress to women is that you know your body better than anybody. And if something just doesn't seem right, just feels a little off. And that's a message for men too. You know, don't Mm -hmm. be afraid if something just doesn't seem right get it checked out. Absolutely. If you are just listening, Christy Meyer, she is the communication director with the American Heart Association. Let me put that out there too. If you're on an exercising bike, you will not get a heart attack right away. I know that there was a lot of controversy with that. (laughs) Yes. Mr. Big and uh, the group from Sex in the City really kind of did uh, a disservice to physical activity. Mm -hmm. But the message that, you know, 
after that happened, the message that the American Heart Association kind of put out in stress was that, you know, Mr. Big was diagnosed with heart disease a long time ago. Yeah, yeah he, mm-hmm. he had been fighting it for a while. And frankly, the introduction of physical activity probably lengthened his life. Mm-hmm. By being physically active and by eating a heart-healthy diet, you can really make a huge impact. And if he had not done those things, he probably wouldn't have made it. And I know he was also a big like meat eater to a yep. big red meat Cigar eater. smoker, mm-hmm. all of those things. And so these are all kinds of things that we want to steer away from. Now, as far as red meat itself... Heart healthy beef can be a part of a heart healthy diet. It's just being a little bit smarter about what you choose mm-hmm. there. So instead of opting for a big, greasy, T-bone steak, maybe enjoy a filet mignon instead. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of educational opportunities from the American Heart Association to learn more about this and other heart-healthy facts. And there that includes the annual Go Red for Women event that happens in Sioux Falls. Now, obviously, things are still going on. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're still living in this COVID period, and it's hard not to talk about the events going on. Mm-hmm. So... I know the event is going to continue as normally as possible. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that event happening in Sioux Falls, the date and all that stuff. Yeah, we're very excited to be welcoming people back to the ballroom mm-hmm. at the Sioux Falls Convention Center on Tuesday, February 8th. And um, the event will be very similar to past events, but we are going to have some additional health and safety protocols mm-hmm. in place. It is uh, a masked event, so we do ask anyone who attends to wear a mask mostly because we do have a room full of heart attack and stroke survivors. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, they are a little bit higher risk for Mm -hmm. complications. So we want to make sure everyone's, you know, being as safe as possible. The event itself, um, like I said, it's very similar to past events in other respects. We've got a silent auction, cocktail hour, um, a very engaging program with some really inspiring survivor stories. Um, We're featuring a story this year um, about a young woman who in her 20s had experienced um, basically um, heart failure Mm. while she was pregnant with her first child. And so that is another area of focus that we're really taking time to talk about at this year's event, too, is maternal health and how um, increasingly we're seeing heart disease and stroke complications in young women during and after pregnancy. I believe there's also a live auction at this event or a silent auction. Silent auction, yes. yes. Tons of packages up for sale. And actually, the the great thing about our silent auction this year is that it is that piece is open to the public. So anyone can participate in that. Um, You can go online to the event website and you can just register and make a bid. And anyone can, even if you're not at the event, can support the event with a purchase on our silent auction or with just a straight out donation. I was actually just going to ask there, there are ways that people can get involved that may not feel totally comfortable going to an event in person. So besides a silent auction, anything else that people can do? Yeah, you know, so there is the event on the 8th, but there's also an event before the 8th that we really are encouraging people to get involved with, and that's National Wear Red Day, which happens on the first Friday in February Mm -hmm. every year. And so if you're not comfortable coming to the event, um, you can wear red on Friday, February 4th, and support the cause. And and the reason we ask people to wear red is really to kind of help us with that awareness portion, talking about the fact that heart disease is our number one killer and sharing that message with as many women as possible. Absolutely. So how challenging has it been for the American Heart Association during this pandemic from a local perspective, besides, you know, doing mainly the events all online? Yeah, that has been the biggest challenge is Mm -hmm. just learning, you know, learning to function in a 
digital world and in a, an a online environment has been definitely a challenge, but I think it's made us more nimble and we've learned a lot. Um, other than that, you know, really the biggest challenges have been to our healthcare system mm-hmm. and in supporting our healthcare partners. You know, they have just been swamped and inundated and our concern is making sure that those healthcare partners are supported in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And that for us, that means encouraging people to be, you know, wearing masks, encouraging people to get vaccinated, encouraging people to prioritize their heart health and schedule those regularly um, preventative appointments. How has your organization weathered this storm from the Sioux Falls angle? You know, Sioux Falls locally, we've done very well. We, um, you know, financially, our fundraising has been right where it needs to be. Nationally, we actually had a really great year um, in 2020 and 2021. Um, I don't think people have stopped giving and they were very supportive of organizations because they knew that nonprofits were struggling along with everyone else. And so people's generosity has been incredible. And I don't think we're alone in that. I think a lot of nonprofits have experienced that in the last year. We think that we're almost past the hump of this never-ending <laughs> pandemic. So. <laughs> we hope so. But so once it's all said and done, once we finally start to feel like everything's getting back to normal. What's something that you can take away from the past two years? You know, I think the biggest thing that we're really kind of taking away from that is the vulnerability of some of our more rural populations and the vulnerability of um, access to care, especially here in our state of South Dakota. And, you know, we have seen some really significant gaps that need to be addressed. And that's a big reason why the American Heart Association is really focused on supporting ex- Medicaid expansion in our state moving forward is to really address some things that were exacerbated by the pandemic. Those gaps that had always existed got bigger and deeper. And expanding Medicaid is going to be a big way that we can address that for ensuring more South Dakotans have coverage, saving our critical access hospitals and mm-hmm. some smaller communities, and just making sure that we have the healthiest population possible. If you are just listening, Chrissy Meyer, she is the communications director with the American American Heart Association here in the Sioux Empire. She is with me in the studio. So it's so important to keep up with your heart health. Let's talk about some good heart healthy tips, starting off with a good diet. You know, if I'm looking at my plate, what is the ideal food that I should be seeing on there? Yeah. So really, one of the things that we want to focus on is fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we're eating our fruits and veggies, lean proteins. So as I mentioned before, heart healthy lean beef is an option. Just make sure that you're choosing those leaner cuts. Um, Also fish, poultry, but we really want to focus on that lean protein. In addition, whole grains are great. Um, So anything that's, you know, a whole grain um, is really positive. But the biggest thing is is balance. We just want to make sure that we're eating um, a lot of fruits and vegetables, different colors, different kinds of foods every day. Absolutely. What about exercise? I'm I'm an active person. Mm -hmm. I, I run probably three to four times a day. Now, depending on, you know, your age and your activity level, three to four times or three to four days, I should say, it, it may not be for everyone. So what's yeah. a good moderate 
exercise routine for someone? You know, we we encourage everyone to aim for that 150 minutes a week, and you can split that up however you'd like to, but 150 minutes a week of moderate physical activity or 75 minutes a week of vigorous, like running, if you're a mm-hmm. runner. Uh, moderate physical activity, the very best thing you can do, walking. Mm-hmm. Simply getting out, um, getting outside, and we've been very lucky the last few um, weeks to have some milder days in the forecast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we've had some milder days in the forecast. Um, and so, you know, getting outside and getting in a walk or getting a walk on a treadmill, anything that kind of gets your heart pumping a little bit for that 30 minutes a day. And like I said, you can split that up, do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. But the other important thing is to find ways to build physical activity into every portion of your day. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when we get into the summer months, gardening and being outdoors and working in your yard is a great physical activity. You know, just building those activities into your day makes a huge difference as well. For me, I know I sit a lot Mm -hmm. every day. And, you know, on Fridays, I I do this show from my house and usually I'm sitting down. Well, Mm -hmm. I decided to stand up last week because I'm like, you know what? I sit way too often during the day that if I just stand up for 30 minutes, that's just another way to get my heart going and at least experience some sort of movement during my day because I know that sitting it's not really the best for you at times <laughs> as comfortable as it feels it's not always great no in fact they say the sitting is the new smoking and I think what you <laughs> talked about is just a great you know building those activities into your day finding time to stand one of the things that I started doing a few years ago is every time I would get a phone call I would you know walk around the living room mm-hmm. with my phone and so I just kind of do laps around the house while I was on the phone and And now it's kind of silly. As soon as my phone rings, I pick up the phone and I stand up and I start moving. That's exactly (laughs) what I do, though. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of building those little routines and those little habits that are healthier habits into your day and just changing one little thing at a time. It's not, you know, sometimes we talk about at the beginning of the year with January and Mm -hmm. New Year's resolutions. We all make a a plan to change everything all at once. (laughs) And that's why we fail. And so sometimes just... Deciding, hey, I'm going to I'm just going to make sure I add one fruit or vegetable Mm -hmm. at every meal. That's a small thing we can do. Or, you know, getting up and moving around every, you know, set an alarm on your on your phone that if you're working in an office, get up once Mm -hmm. an hour and walk around for five minutes and just get moving. I know my Fitbit, you know, it it likes to vibrate me every time saying, "Okay, get up and move for 10 minutes. The worst part is when I just finished a workout, then they say, all right, time to move 10 minutes. Like, let's go. And I'm like, were you not just there for my entire workout? So probably I know my dad, he just got himself a Fitbit. He wants to monitor his sleep and Mm -hmm. he wants to monitor his heart rate. So how accurate are like those smartwatches for heart rates and whatnot? Yeah, you know, I'm not really an expert on them, but I do know that um, I have seen that there are certain models that mm-hmm. really do get high endorsements for accuracy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, it would be just something to kind of research if you're looking for a device like that. But the other thing, too, is to talk with your doctor because doctors do recommend specific models and specific things for specific people. I, like, I know there is one version out there that, you know, has an actual EKG that's endorsed by the American mm. College of Cardiology. And so just understanding what those devices are. And, and the other part, too, my, my mom has a Fitbit. Um, she had asked for one like two years ago yeah. for Christmas. And so I got her one in the hopes that, you know, she might get a little bit more physically active with it. And, you know, when that 
alert goes off that you need to move, you know, don't just shake your arm up and down mm-hmm. until it goes off. You know, genuinely get up and move. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's it's there's a reason why it keeps on bugging you, that's for yes. sure. Yeah. And you know, we have to mention this one more time. We have to bring COVID into the mix because yep. obviously we know a lot more about COVID than what we did this time last year. And there actually have been some studies that I found that show that people who have had COVID that their hearts could be affected in the future. Now, can you provide maybe some further explanation or ways to keep your heart healthy after you've had COVID? You know, those studies are great. And the the tip of the iceberg, Mm -hmm. frankly, there is so much more research that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had fast tracked, um, I think it was $290 million worth of funding towards mm. research projects looking into the long-term effects of heart uh, on the heart and, and brain um, of COVID. And so we're really just starting to learn some things. But what we do know um, from the basically the preliminary things that we've learned is that during the pandemic, one in five people reported lower physical health. Mm. So like I said, we're not getting as much exercise. One in three people reported lower emotional wellness, which Mm -hmm. we know emotions are very much tied to our heart health. Mm -hmm. And over the past year, the research has shown us that many of us have adopted unhealthy behaviors. Like Mm -hmm. I mentioned before, skipping exercise, unhealthy foods, um, you know, drinking more alcohol, using tobacco, all of these can increase your risk for heart disease and stroke anyway. Mm -hmm. But then even people who had mild cases of COVID-19 may have changes to their heart and brain health due to their run-in with the virus. And so we are taking that time to really study and really understand better um, how this virus specifically attacks the heart and the brain. So once the virus passes your system, so to speak, what are some ways that you can you know, ease into eating healthier again or going back to working out because a lot of times when people have COVID too, they experience some sort of weight loss, which could be a good thing or a bad thing, yeah. depending on the type of person you are. Yeah. So how do you easily get back to the, into the routine of maybe going to the gym or getting in those extra steps or even having a healthier diet? Yeah, I think, I think the thing that you kind of said really encapsulates that. It's mm. easing into it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Once, you know, I had when I had I had COVID last December, so a year ago, December, and I was on the couch for a long time. And it took me quite a while to be able to get back into my normal routine because I just was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so it's listening to your body. You know, I started out by doing shorter walks and those shorter walks became longer walks. Um, and it just, it's about moderating, listening to your body. Don't overexert, but do what you need to do to aim back to get to that level where you were before you got sick. But in all things, make sure you are in communication with your healthcare provider. And like I said before, if something just still doesn't feel right, if you are experiencing new or worsening chest pains, if you're experiencing any of those heart attack symptoms, Get it checked out. Absolutely. If you are just listening, Chrissy Meyer, she is with the American Heart Association here in the Sioux Empire. Now, Chrissy, how can people educate themselves on their heart health? Where can they go to learn more? The very best place to go is our website, heart.org. And um, it is an absolute 
plethora of information you I can like research. Yeah, <laughs> you can research um, some of the specific things. Um, we have a, a conditions tab. You can research some of the specific conditions that we've talked about. Learn about um, heart healthy eating. Learn about heart healthy physical activity. Learn about emotional well being and how to manage stress. In addition, um, one of the other areas that um, we encourage people to learn more about is their own. Um, numbers. So Mm -hmm. your blood pressure, cholesterol, um, blood glucose, those things, and understand and have that conversation with your healthcare provider about how to manage those. And there's a ton of tips and information on heart.org to help you with that. Absolutely. Any other events that you have going on in the future to look out for or anything like that? Yeah, the the big things on the horizon right now, uh, Friday, February 4th, wear red day. Everybody mm-hmm. should wear red. And then Tuesday, February 8th is the annual Go Red for Women event. Um, you can get tickets and information for that online at um, heart.org slash Sioux Falls Go Red. And in addition, you know, we do have some events coming in the fall, so several months away yet. But in August and September, we do hold our statewide Heart Walk events. The one in Sioux Falls um, will be that third Saturday in August, and then we have one in Rapid City and one in Pier in September. All right, awesome. Once again, Chrissy Meyer with the American Heart Association. Thanks for joining us this morning, Chrissy. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Chrissy Meyer with the American Heart Association for joining us on the program today. Once again, the Go Red for Women campaign is happening on Tuesday, February 8th at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. And if you or anyone you know is is looking for some more heart-healthy tips and ways to change their lifestyle for healthier reasons, you can always visit heart.org. You can also check out the website for the Go Red for Women campaign by typing heart.org slash Sioux Falls. Join us again next week for another edition of Sunday Focus. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio Town Square Media Sioux Falls.